I started humming that song. Y'all probably don't want me doing that. The precious love of God. Hallelujah. I love that. I love that song. Chases me down. Fights till I'm found. Leaves the 99. (laughs) Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want you to start in Luke chapter 2 today. And I'm going to talk about the good news of Jesus Christ. Everyone say the good news of Jesus Christ. And I'm going to really have particular interest and particular focus on what makes the message of Jesus good news. I think we ought to be reminded of that. Luke chapter 10, uh, chapter 2, verses 10, starting at the 10th verse, it reads, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And as I studied that that verse and others uh, this week and and even into last night and so forth, you know, just a question just kept pressing in my mind. And I just trusted that it was the Lord and he wanted me to bring it out. You know, this proclamation by the angel of the Lord says, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. And, you know, and I say, what was the birth of Jesus Christ? Why was it such good news for mankind? And I know I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak, but you know what? Sometimes it's good to preach to the choir. Amen? And I think we need to be reminded and we need to, to, to meditate and keep ourselves in remembrance what makes it good news. We're on this side of salvation. Sometimes we forget about when we were on the other side. All right? In the in this particular time in history, the kingdom of heaven burst forth on the scene. In the birth of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Lord and Savior, the promised one. And let's think about the condition of mankind at this time. Mankind was lost, separated from God, amen? Without hope. Destined for a place that was created for Satan and his angels, fallen angels. Are you hearing me? Into this moment in time, in this condition of man, the Savior was born. And the angel of the Lord proclaimed, I bring good news. In this day in the city of David, a child is born. He is Christ the Lord. And he's about to change the game for mankind. Are you hearing me? It 
It was good news back then for the same reason it is good news today. The salvation of the Lord was at hand. What was our condition? Go to Ephesians chapter 2. I'm going to go through a bunch of scriptures here today. I hope y'all are all right with that. Starting at Ephesians 2, verse 1, and it says, here, here was our condition. Here's why it was such good news that Jesus was coming. It's Ephesians 2, verses 1 through 3 says, and you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. How many of you know we were sons and daughters of disobedience? We once walked after the prince of the power of the air, which is another title of Satan, who rebelled against God. We followed the course of this world, and we were dead in our trespasses and sins. But then Jesus was born. Hallelujah. Among whom we all will follow the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature, this is what we were before Christ, we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. Are you processing that this morning? Because some of you still have loved ones that are still in the rest of mankind category. Some of you have neighbors, co-workers that are still in the rest of mankind category and they don't know Jesus. But they can come to know him. Amen. If they hear the gospel, maybe if they hear the gospel from you. Amen. So I want to encourage you and challenge you that, that, to, to, to share the good news of Jesus Christ with everyone you care about. Because the condition of mankind before Jesus came is the condition of many today who don't know him. And they need to know. More than our opinions, more than our politics, more than, you know, more than our condemnation and comments and so forth. They need to know the good news. Because if they can be reached with the good news, then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit comes in and begins the sanctifying work of the Lord. Amen. And he can begin to align politics. <laughs> Amen. He can begin to align us and get our politics in line with our faith, in line with the truth of God's word. Amen. Hallelujah. So we were dead in our trespasses and sin. We once walked. And follow the course of this world, follow the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. That spirit was at work in us. And we would be helpless if it wasn't for Christ. Go to Ephesians 2, verse 11. 
This is what our condition was. We're just, I'm just going through, ticking off a few things, and this is not an exhaustive list. We, we had issues. All right? We had some serious issues before Christ. And the more we understand the depth of our depravity, the more that we understand how low we were and how hopeless we were, the more we can appreciate the grace and mercy of God. The more we can appreciate and love him for the great salvation that he has given us in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen? So, 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 so we're going to park here for a little bit in our pre-saved condition. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 11. Therefore, remember that at one time, you Gentiles in the flesh, called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands, remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. I want you to know we live in a time, we live in a day and time today that there are more people without hope than probably there's ever been in human history. There are people who are broken. People who are, who's, people whose minds are just entrapped because they've endured verbal abuse They've endured physical abuse. And let's be real, in many, in many cases, we've suffered the consequences of our own decisions and choices and sins that we've consciously entered into. We've allowed ourselves to be duped, deceived, lied. Maybe someone got you to, 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 to entrust your heart to them. And they ended up smashing it to pieces. Maybe someone tr- got you to trust them and invest your money in, 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 into something they swore to you would yield a good return and, 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 and it ended up emptying your bank account. Maybe you didn't grow up in a loving home where you were supported and encouraged and built up in the things of the Lord. Maybe you didn't grow up in a Christian home. Time would probably fail us, you know, uh, so, so different and varied are the stories of our past, where we started, where we've come from. But you know what? To God be the glory. We're all here this morning. It's a testimony to the love and grace and faithfulness of God. Amen? You're not what you once were because of a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. When Jesus entered in, you were transformed into a new creation. Amen? What you used to be, you're not anymore. You know, the failure that you probably thought yourself were, now you're victorious in Jesus. Amen? You were on, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, but you're alive in Christ today. Amen? But, but at that time, you were separate. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. I always do it. Uh, the good stuff comes later. Okay. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ 
alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Go, go over to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. I'm going to say it again, y'all. We were messed up. Despite all this, God loved us. Verse 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, starting at verse 1. Therefore, having this ministry by the mercy of God, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced disgraceful, underhanded ways. We refuse to practice cunning or to tamper with God's word. But by the open statement of the truth, we would commend ourselves to everyone's conscience in the sight of God. And, and here it goes. And even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world, Satan, the devil, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. How many of y'all know that the devil is also called the anointed cherub that covereth? He has an ability, he has a unique uh, 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 anointing or ability to cover things up. And he's perverted that and uses it to try to cover up the truth, to blind our minds from being able to, 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 to understand and process and accept the spiritual things of God. And that's where we were. We were blinded to the light of the gospel of Christ Jesus and we were subject to the prince of the power of the air. We were subject to the anointed cherub that covered. We were in subjection to him and destined and had the same destiny that he has. Because Jesus triumphed over him. So as a result of, of Satan's work, before Christ, we were unable to accept or even understand the things of the Spirit of God. First Corinthians 2 verse 14 says, The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he's not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. How can we spiritually discern if we're spiritually dead? We had a wonderful uh, time in Bible study, and, and the, the, the main text, the main passage was in uh, John chapter 3. And, uh, this, this is bonus. It's not up there. My daughter's probably looking cross-eyed at me. But I'm not going to go there. But the story in John chapter 3, first 13 verses where Nicodemus approached Christ. And he knew he had to be a man of God. He knew he saw, he said, no one can do the things you do unless God be with you. But there are some things he was unable to understand. Despite the fact that he's a teacher of the law. Despite the fact that he was well educated in scripture, he was not able to spiritually discern biblical truths. Amen? But I am... But I commend him in that he had a desire to understand spiritual truths. And he approached Jesus 
with the humility and an openness that we have to approach him in in order to receive the gift of salvation. We have to humble ourselves and repent. We have to humble ourselves and receive and accept the truth. Amen? And and there is all evidence that uh, Nicodemus came to a saving knowledge of Christ Jesus. Romans chapter 8, starting at the fifth verse. Romans 8, starting at the fifth verse. This will conclude the bad stuff for this morning. So we were living, before Christ came in and transformed us, before he came in and breathed life, awakened and quickened our spirit, made us born again in the spirit. We were living according to the flesh. Starting at the fifth verse, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death. That's what we were destined for, death. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. And here it goes. This is the one that I, I bolded and underlined. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. For it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So we were in a condition. We may not have viewed ourselves as hostile toward God, but the truth of the matter is, we were. There was no choice but for us to be. We were in bondage to sin. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were hostile to God. On our minds, we just could not acquiesce or submit to God's law. It says, indeed, that mind, that carnal mind, cannot. And while we were in that condition, we were unable to please God, to satisfy the requirements of the law and be reconciled with him. But, everybody say but. Sometimes but is good, you know. Usually when I'm telling them, I'm giving my daughters an instruction when they were, when they were younger, let's just say, they're perfect now. They're, they're amazing. They're, they're, they're so mature and we have no issues. No, I'm sorry. A little cramp on my finger there. Sorry, girls. Let's go back to some of those same passages that we went through. Let's go back to Ephesians 2. This time we're going to read verses 4 through 7. Verses 1 through 3 told us we were dead in trespasses and sins, and we were by nature children of wrath like the rest of mankind. But, everybody say but. As a matter of fact, but God. Let's do that. Let's try that again. Everybody say but God. 
All right, that's good. But God being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Hallelujah. By grace, you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. So that in the coming ages, he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. That's a, that's a hallelujah scripture right there, isn't it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's go on. Verse, uh, continue verses 8 through 10 of that same chapter. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we, say we, are his workmanship, created in Christ. I'll tell you what, we're we going to just repeat out. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus. For good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. Hallelujah. I tell you what, when the devil tries to get in your mind and start getting you to get engage in negative self-talk, getting you to doubt who you are and your identity in Christ and so forth, you just speak to the devil and say, whoa, 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 devil, hey, I am his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. Amen. Which God prepared beforehand that I should walk in them. Get thee behind me, devil. I rebuke you. And you are a defeated liar. Amen. Hallelujah. I tell you what, we're going to stay in that chapter. Let's go down to verse 13. But now, everybody say, but now. All right. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace. He himself is our peace with God. Amen. Who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace. You know, there was a time when the covenant of promise was only with Israel. Amen? But through Christ, we have been grafted into that promise. Through Christ, we have been made children of promise. Amen? So from Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and beyond every promise, hallelujah, is given to us in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. So he broke down the dividing wall between Jew and Gentile. And he broke down the dividing wall between God and man. Amen. In Christ Jesus, we are reconciled. We are one and we are reconciled with God through Christ. Amen. Amen. And so, and so in in that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, that wonderful cross, thereby killing the hostility. And he came and preached peace to you who were far off and peace to those who were near. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. Hallelujah. 
we're not done with this chapter. Verse 19, I bolded this. So then, everybody say, so then. You are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Amen? I tell you what, man, if you can give, if you can talk to a non-believer and give him the good news and and break it down like that, I'm telling you, uh, it, 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 it would win me over. Amen. It really demonstrates the love of God, the heart of God toward us. But um, so then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are fellow citizens. Citizens in what? The kingdom of God. And members of the household of God. You, you, you are a family member. Hallelujah. You are a brother and sister of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. The, hallelujah. Jehovah, Elohim, <laughs> Yahweh, uh, God the Father, Abba, the same, the same God Jesus called Father is your Father. And we are members of the same families, members of the same household, the household of God. Through Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to leave Ephesians alone. And I'm, I'm going to uh, not quite finish up, but uh, go to Titus chapter 3. As I begin to wind this down. I tell you what, man, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. You know, everybody probably knows that or most do. That's what gospel just means good news, good message, good news. Amen. And it doesn't take you long going through these scriptures to see why the angel made the proclamation that he made. And he had the heavenly host of angels singing in the background. Glory to God in the highest. Peace on earth toward those whose God's favor is with. Titus chapter 3. I'll start with the third verse. So we're mixing a little bit of bad stuff in here, but it's good because we're going to go immediately from bad to good. And it reads, for we ourselves... See, Paul is talking about, hey, him, his co, his co-laborers in the ministry, all the other apostles, all those who follow Christ and so forth before Christ, we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. My goodness. They, they, are they living in the day or not? I guess, I guess there's nothing new under the sun, right? Because there's a lot of that same stuff going on. So hated by others and hated by one another. But when, say, but when. And he says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared. Thank you, Jesus. He saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, 
by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Hallelujah. We are heirs. Hallelujah. And joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We are heirs according to the hope of eternal life. That ought to get a few amens right there. Hallelujah. The good news from being dead in our trespasses and sins, hostile toward God, blinded by the enemy, unable to please God, unable to even conceive of the spiritual things of God, walking in the lust and passions of our flesh and our mind, all of that stuff leading ultimately to death. There's a law of sin and death, right? Where the enemy begins to deceive us and and convince us. You know, the men's ministry, we're going through a series on, on sexual purity. You know, there's probably... A lot of men who would look at that and 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 scoff at it and 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 think as though that is a, not a manly thing to do, as though we're supposed to be putting as many notches on our belt as possible. That's just that's just what a man does, and so forth. You know what? I reject that in Jesus' name. Because a real man is able to, 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 to honor God. A real man is able to walk in integrity and, 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 and keep his word and, and, and to be a man of, you know, a man who's, who can, who honors his promise and honor his vows. Amen? A real man can be able to put his passions and lusts and thoughts under subjection to the will and word of God. Amen? And so those who believe otherwise, they're deceived. They're still in bondage. Amen? Let us not embrace bondage thinking as free men and women of God. Amen? You are free indeed. He whom the Son sets free is free indeed. But we're going through sexual purity. And think about the law of sin and death. How how many people have, how many, how, how many uh, uh, women or young ladies in search for love believing the deceptive words of a man who swore that they could trust him with their heart? That despite, hey, I'm not about getting married, I'm not, I'm not all this stuff, but I love you, baby. Let's hook up. Let's do this thing. Let's seal our love that way. 
How many have suffered the death of their purity? In that way. They put their hearts in the hands of someone who did not treasure them. Who wanted to take advantage of them. How many people have suffered the death of hope? So many issues that we're dealing with today are as a result of, is the death that is the result of sin. How many, again, it's a sensitive topic, abortion. And I'm not going to get up here and, 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 you know, get on a political soapbox or anything like that. But I tell you, I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from it either. And we look at the condition that I laid out before Christ, dead in our trespasses and sins, can't embrace the, the spiritual things of God. We're, 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 we're in this situation and, 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 and this, and this, these, these women have been taken advantage of by these dudes and they end up pregnant. Oh my goodness. Now all of a sudden, there's real consequence here. I, I don't know Jesus. I, I, I don't know what my hope is uh, in this world. I look at this baby, not as the treasure that it is, but the, as a liability. as something that I can't take care of in my own strength. I, I don't have the strength. They don't have the strength of Jesus yet, do they? Okay. So, 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 so they're looking at it from the perspective of the world. They're looking at it, it with blinded minds trying to conceive how in the world am I going to provide for this baby? How in the world am I going to be able to make ends meet? And how are we going to do? I mean, just think about the mind that they got so much that in their mind that they're trying to process through. And they would have to in order to reach the decision that many of them do. It's got to be a hard thing to do. I, I don't even pretend to be able to relate. So I know I'm a man speaking on something that that cannot happen to me, <laughs> all right? But I believe the Lord has given me a compassion. And, you know, an ability to really see and relate to in love where people are at. What might motivate their decisions? I brought those examples up in hope that we can see them as people that Christ died for. That we can emulate Christ Jesus, what he did when he encountered the Mary Magdalene's, when he encountered the uh, uh, Zacchaeus's, when he encountered those who were of ill repute. 
<laughs> I will say. He sat down with them and he met them where they're at. Where they were at. Are you hearing me? And even though their history was littered with nothing but hostility towards God, was littered with walking in sin and in in, in, in sin and death. He sat down with them and he treasured them. Not just to make them feel better about themselves, but he was a living embodiment of the Godhead. And he knew he was going to die for these people's sins. And he wanted them to know firsthand, face to face, his motivation for what he was about to do. So that even though they may not have known at the time that he was going to go to the cross, once he went to the cross, all of them were going to know, this is the one who loved me enough to come into my house, a sinner. This is the one who loved me enough to share a meal with me when the Sadducees and Pharisees wouldn't be caught dead with me. These are the ones, this is the one who loved me enough, this woman caught in adultery, all right, to come to my defense against a mob that had stones ready to kill me and take me out. Amen? That's that same Jesus that the angel gave the proclamation about in Luke 2. He's the Savior, the Messiah, and his coming will lead to great joy for all mankind. Can you imagine the joy of Mary Magdalene, out of whom seven demons were cast? Can you imagine the joy of the, the guy who was... Uh, he didn't even give his name, but, but the demoniac in the tomb, dwelling in the tombs of the Gadarenes. Can you imagine the joy of the woman who was about to be stoned to death? Or the Syrophoenician woman who needed her daughter to be healed? And, and just the list goes on and on and on and on. The heart of our Savior. And the Bible says that for the joy that was set before us, he endured the cross. The joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, despising its shame. And you know that you and I were that joy. So I will, I will conclude with this. Colossians 1. Verses 13 and 14 says, he has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. That needs to be read again. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son in whom, in that son, we have redemption. You are redeemed, loved ones, in Jesus' name. In him we have redemption, the forgiveness 
of sins. We are not among those who do not have hope, brothers and sisters in the Lord. We are the redeemed. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Amen. We are the redeemed. We belong to Christ. We are bought and paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. And in him, we have the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask you to stand. Hallelujah. This is good news, y'all. It's the good news of Jesus Christ. And and I tell you what, it's like that old song. I don't know if I remember it all, but, but you know, it says, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Above him there's no other. Jesus is the way. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you and we love you so much. We thank you, Father God. We thank you that you have redeemed us. Hallelujah. In Christ Jesus, our Lord. We thank you that you took us from the domain of darkness and transformed us into the kingdom of your dear son. And we thank you that in him we have redemption and the forgiveness of sins. Hallelujah. And so, Father God, we... As the body of Christ, we praise you in that. And we say hallelujah. Hallelujah and glory to God in the highest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And and we share in that great joy. We're among all the world that share in that great joy that the angel of the Lord proclaimed. Hallelujah. On the day that Christ Jesus was born. And Father God, we just treasure the gospel, the good news, Father God, that one can be transformed from darkness into the kingdom of your son, Jesus Christ. That, 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 that we are more than just the sum total of our past mistakes. That, 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 that there is more to life than, than, than what we've been told. There's more to life than what gets promoted in, in the airwaves in this generation and so forth. That you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. That you are alive forevermore. Hallelujah. And that heaven is your throne and this earth is your footstool. You rule and reign and you are in control and, and you are faithful so we can put our trust in you. Man might betray us, but you will never betray us. Man might forsake us, but you will never leave us nor forsake us. Some might find it difficult or impossible to love me, but you love me so much that you gave your only begotten son that whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we praise you and thank you this morning, Lord. For hallelujah, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We lift you up and bless you, Lord, 
in Jesus' name. And Father, I just pray that this message, Father God, this good news of Jesus Christ really just takes root and resonates in our hearts. That, that, that it's planted in a good soil, Father God, and it will bear much fruit in the lives of each and every one present today. And if there's anyone in who doesn't know you, Father God, I'm speaking to them and calling them out and calling you up here to me so that we can, we can talk business today so that I can share with you that wonderful gospel and you can make the decision of a lifetime and receive the gift of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. If you don't know him, if there's any doubt in your mind today that you have peace with God, that you have relationship with him, it can be settled today and you can leave here with security knowing that he is yours and you are his. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just thank you for it, Lord. And Father, I just pray that you would soften our hearts and that you would make us sensitive and give us a conviction to not only say amen to this gospel of Jesus Christ, but to proclaim that gospel to Jesus Christ, to go into the highways and the byways, to go into the dark to the darkness in our families and 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 in our acquaintances and in our jobs and so forth that we can go into those dark places father and be used of you as vessels of honor to be partner with you as you take those from the dominion others from the dominion of darkness and transform them into the kingdom of your dear son These things we pray in Jesus' name, and we thank you for it, Lord. And everyone said amen. 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 Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, everybody. The Lord loved you.